Hello, friends. It is week four in the NFL. The Cardinals are taking on the Panthers, and I have a special guest for you today. So with no further ado, let's get right into it. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Kelly Singh. The sickest Arizona Cardinals podcast. It's going to be sick. Sick, sick, sick. You guys, that felt so formal and dramatic, but that's okay. I'm feeling it today. Let's run with it. Let's go with it. Today's guest is Donnie Druin, who is publisher for Fan Nation's Arizona Cardinals, found at all Cardinals FN, and you can find Donnie on Twitter by his name, Donnie Druin. Thank you so much for joining me, Donnie. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Uh, we're not going to zoom past that incredibly crazy podcast intro. I've never seen anything like that before. That was sick. Literally sick. It was a sick podcast intro. You know, I was amazed too the first time I sat down and I was like, what just happened? That was amazing. So yeah, thank just- you and thank you to my production crew for making me look awesome. Oh, no, for sure. Like 10 out of 10 would recommend. I, I need to get in contact with whoever does that uh, for my podcast. That would be easily arranged after the show. Um, I am so excited to have you because actually the way I found you was I was just cruising through Twitter. I saw something that you tweeted. I responded to it and then I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to have you on my show. And then a couple of my other peeps were like, yes, you should be on our show. And here we are. You are now here on my show. (laughs) Which is a fledgling show, a spinoff that is coming from the Sick Podcast Network. And I'm so excited about this first season and I'm so excited to have you on as a guest. What I want to start with is how did you get into your career that you're in now with Fan Nation? How did you become a, a beat writer for the Cardinals essentially? Yeah, I definitely took the unconventional road. Um, I don't have a college degree. I actually dropped at a community college. Uh, would not recommend to anybody, by the way. Like, do not take the route I took. It took me a very long time to kind of overcome the deficit I put myself in. Um, ever since I was little, um, I kind of stopped growing in like the eighth grade. So I knew I was never going to make it to like the NFL. Um, you know, a five foot nine dude really doesn't have a whole lot of shots, especially playing along the offensive line. So um, I thought, okay, well, if I can't beat a player, I would at least like to be in, you know, somewhere in the game, somewhere in the process. And I was always a really good writer whenever it came to like essays and like English class and all that good stuff. So I figured I'd put two and two together. And here we are. And I just remember uh, as like a freshman in high school, like I would like watch like Sunday night football and I would write a little like recap, like for my parents who went to bed like at night. So they could like read it in the morning. It's kind of just slowly but surely evolved from there. Um, as soon as I got out of high school, 
Um, you know, I started writing for a couple smaller websites and I kind of just built myself up and built my portfolio up and, um, you know, sooner or later, it's just kind of find myself here. I love that. It's so relatable. And I feel like I say this every time I hear somebody's story, but it really is. We all kind of work hard to get where we're at and it may not have been the most conventional route. I actually don't know that I've spoken to anybody that had just a traditional route to where they are right now in this industry, but I love hearing these stories and I am so glad that you're doing what you love and you found your niche because you're very good at what you do because I follow you. you and I know. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, I think um, I think it's kind of the goal, right? To kind of find what you like, find what you love to do. And I mean, if, if you're kind of somewhat lucky and really good at it, hopefully, you know, you can make some money doing it. Exactly. One day I will make lots of money doing these fun things and writing. For right now, I have my day job, which I love, which is sports adjacent. So it's still kind of there. But yes, right now I love doing this on the side, meeting people like you and talking football. So speaking of football, we are entering week four and the Cardinals are playing the Panthers. They're both one and two right now, which doesn't say a lot because I, I really felt like we could have won last week, but last week was a truly crushing blow. We came off of this amazing, sensational, exciting comeback. Everybody's jumping around, throwing popcorn, spilling beer. And then we have last week where we're throwing popcorn and spilling beer, but for different emotions. <laughs> Um, I think I want to lay this on you and, and hear your thoughts. Both offenses have been really rough. I think the difference lies in the leadership of the offense, the QB. We have Kyler Murray, who is infinitely a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield. Infinitely. Um, and so that is probably where a lot of the differences lie because the Panthers do have offensive weapons. Um, that's, you know, that's not to be glossed over, but their quarterback's terrible, which could lead to an opportunity for the Cardinals defense to capitalize. That's kind of what I'm seeing as I look into this upcoming game. And I want to hear your thoughts and maybe what you've heard, um, from the team. Yeah. Uh, the first three weeks of the season, I feel like if you're a Cardinals fan, you not expected a one and two start, but um, you know, hosting Patrick Mahomes traveling on the road to play Derek Carr and then hosting Matthew Stafford. Um, uh, there's a lot better ways to start out a regular season than playing those three guys. And um, to be really honest, like it was kind of already like a tough task without DeAndre Hopkins already, you know, being suspended and without basically their top four receivers, um, you know, Justin Pugh was hurt there for a little bit in the beginning part of the first couple of weeks, too. So um, definitely like a lot of trying to find their identities, basically what the Cardinals have been doing the last couple of weeks. And I feel like slowly but surely we have been seeing a better Cardinals football team. Um, but yeah, just a, a one and two start like you already alluded to. Um, they should kind of be 0-3. I feel like they got very lucky in Vegas, which I 
can't say I have, at least at the casinos, but um, good for them for pulling out another road win like we've seen them do time and time again last year. I think you're right, though. I, I think the difference lies between the quarterback play. We've seen Kyler Murray take a football team and do incredibly great things with it. We've seen Cliff Kingsbury take a football team and do some things with it. We've seen some success on Arizona's side of the country, right? But whenever you look at the Panthers, Matt Roy, I believe it's his third year, hasn't really gotten anything going over there, despite some weapons like you alluded to, Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson. There's a couple pieces to the puzzle there. And, you know, it just quite hasn't been molded to what they want to do. And to be honest, Kelly, I think if, you know, you're trying to bet on who's going to win a track meet between Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield, I think we all know where the money's going to be put on, right? Yeah, yeah, 100%. And I think we see that reflected already. Um, But it's just, you want to be excited and you want to be like, okay, finally, we're going to win. And then it's this awful feeling of dread, like, but what if we don't? <laughs> yep, that, that, I think it's the weekly life of a, a Cardinals fan. And the really fun part about the Cardinals, too, is that they won't just get, like, blown out or they won't just, like, win in a blowout. It's always some interesting, fascinating again. For example, in Las Vegas, I, I traveled up to Allegiant Stadium I had a game story written, ready to go, that the Cardinals were going to lose at halftime. Like, I was like, okay, it's 20 to 0 at halftime. Not a shot these guys can actually pull this off. Lo and behold, I'm in the press box, just like that that cat gif of like the cat just going crazy on the on the keyboard typing. I'm like, oh my God, they actually won. I got to change all these things before I go down to like talk to the players and coaches and stuff. So, uh, at bare minimum, they're going to keep you on your, uh, you know, on your toes and, you know, on your heels and, I think, you know, a lot worse entertainment value across the country if you're an NFL fan. Yeah, for sure. You you mentioned being in the press box. I myself have only been in like the press pool once it was at the draft. And I really want to get more credentials and show up more places because it was so amazing to just shout out my questions and have them magically answered. So uh, I had talked about on Tuesday this week I had talked about a question that had been asked in the in the press room um, after last the last game speaking of predictability speaking of uh, the size of our wide receivers being asked to block do you know like who asked that question and did you give them a high five or were you like oh my gosh I can't believe that happened <laughs> So um, I was actually probably three feet away from him. His name is Greg Moore. He writes for the Arizona Republic. And a lot of Cardinals fans um, get on the media here for not asking a lot of like tough questions. Um, But like there's you almost kind of got to play the game a little bit. You know, there's a certain like level of relationship that like reporters and like coaches and players have to maintain. So don't get us wrong. We would love to be like, hey, Cliff, probably shouldn't throw the ball 58 times. You should probably, you know, try to figure some other things out. But we say that once and all of a sudden Cliff doesn't answer any more of our questions and we don't have a lot of stuff to write about. And, you know, it's kind of just like keeping the peace, I guess. I know a lot of people don't want to hear that, but there is a little bit that you have to balance as a reporter. Um, So my jaw was on the floor, Kelly. Like I, I am legit just like, watching the tennis match go back and forth between Cliff and this reporter. 
Um, I didn't give him a high five or anything, but like I walked past him after I went to pull my phone off the uh, the podium because I was like recording it to uh, transcribe later, and it just shot him like this. I can't believe he just did that look because like the the courage that took. I mean, that, that could have backfired very, very easily. So big props to Greg Moore. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. It definitely has to be a balance. And as I'm recording when there are losses and it's frustrating for some of these losses, um, especially last week, one of my Twitter followers had sent me the um, route tree or the routes that have been run by Marquise Brown and also by DeAndre Hopkins and they're two years apart and they're identical. And it's like, wow, this is frustrating. No wonder that question gets asked um, among other things, but I do see what you mean. You, it is a balancing game, especially too, because when you produce content, you don't want to turn off your readers either because there are fans that are just die hard no matter what decisions made. It's the right one. And that's just how it is. I think far more fans see both sides of the story and, and wish it could be better. But yeah, I get it. Totally don't get don't get me wrong. Like we we still ask questions about sure. you know, why did they do this, this or that, but um, the, the difference is that a lot of fans kind of just say, oh, well, if I was in there, I would have asked this. And it's like, okay, well, you can ask that and then go back to your regular job with no consequence whatsoever. I have to look Cliff Kingsbury in the face five times a week. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, it, it's a little bit different than just, you know, a person off the street who's probably going to be wearing a Cardinals jersey yelling at Cliff Kingsbury, asking him why he didn't do X, Y, or Z. Exactly. You, you hit the nail on the head, and I said that too in my recap. I'm like, do not get me wrong. I am not an NFL coach. I have no idea what it's like to be an NFL coach. This is purely just off the top of my head speculation how I'm feeling right now as a fan. So, yeah, it is easier when you're speaking as a casual fan than it's your job to give a balanced um, opinion of what's going on. And I actually think Cliff handled it decently well. Uh, You could tell he was frustrated, but he did carry on. Um, He could have got up and just been like, I'm not in the mood for this or whatever, but um, he didn't. He carried on. He answered the questions and and there's no doubt he's feeling pressure, uh, which kind of leads me um, to my next question for you is what, what do you think are what what are the implications should the cardinals lose again um we hope that they don't obviously but there has to be talk within your circles about that so there's been a lot of talk about how this is a must-win game for the cardinals and i i agree with that but i also kind of don't agree with that at the same time, um, you know, Cliff Kingsbury has been very adamant and pretty much a lot of the players and other coaches as well that it's a very long season. It's not about how you start. It's about how you finish. And Cliff kind of always jokes they should know since, you know, we all kind of watched that unfold how it did last year. Right. But the difference is, is that they're saying that while they are one and two, maybe one and three, we don't really know what the records are going to be before DeAndre Hopkins comes back. They were the last undefeated team in the NFL. They had the luxury of learning from wins rather than losses. 
So a little bit different circumstances this year for the Cardinals. I do think it is a long season. And like, to be frank, like one and two isn't that much differently than one and three, just looking at it from like a black and white perspective. It, it is a very long season. And I mean, we saw the Titans kind of get their stuff together last year before they went on a playoff run. And, you know, it, it just takes one win to really kind of flip the dy- the dynamic, excuse me, uh, especially with the extra added wild card spot and the extra week for the season. There, there's just so much left to go that I'm not willing to throw in the towel. But I will tell you this. If Cliff... Sorry, Cliff Kingsbury loses to a Matt Rule coached football team. Matt Rule's probably getting fired at the end of this year. If he loses to the Panthers, which would be the seventh time in a row for the Cardinals, haven't beaten them since 2013, there's got to be a lot of talks at that Cardinals facility Sunday night, maybe even Monday morning. There's got to be real conversations that are being had because we'll give you the Chiefs. We'll give you the Rams, but your team is finally starting to get healthy a little bit, and you cannot beat Baker Mayfield and the Carolina Panthers. I don't think Cliff gets fired in season. Um, I'm still kind of holding my breath to see if they'll fire him if they missed the playoffs this year. I'm not too sure on that. They just inked him, Steve Kime, and Kyler, the whole gang all through the 2027 season. Um, so, Long term, I don't think there's any crazy implications for this loss. But I mean, if Cliff's feeling the pressure right now and he loses in Carolina this week, that seat legitimately might get hot for him. Yeah, I feel um, I feel bad for him in a sense because there is so much early pressure that's being shown. And I mean, for instance, Bleacher Reports already put him on blast as one of the coaches in the hot seat. So that can't be comfortable for him. Um, So, yeah, it sucks. But you're right. It it is uh, early in the season. This is a week longer season than um, we've had. And there's plenty of time to make a comeback statisticians and math people are like doing all of the logistics. But if anybody knows me watching the show, they know that I am not into that terribly. I'm more into the heart of the matter. And can they push through? Do they have the talent? Do they want to push through? Um, And I think this team does. So there's that. You mentioned – go ahead. So sorry to interrupt you. Um, there there are leaders. Before last season, Arizona made it a very conceited effort to go and get leaders in the locker room, right? They went out and they got Rodney Hudson. I said they went out and they got J.J. Watt. They went out and got A.J. Green. Veterans, seasoned guys who kind of knows what it takes to win. They all three play at a high level whenever they're actually playing on, on the field. Um, ultimately it's up to them but like I, I think you're right at the end of the day like sure a one in three football team statistically speaking statistically speaking excuse me is probably not going to make the playoffs but this is the nfl it's the world's greatest reality show you really never do know what's going to happen next i mean and uh, you know it, it's the cardinals too like the, the cardinals never cease to surprise anybody in a good or bad way so it, it's a roller coaster ride a lot of people don't like it. A lot of people love it. Uh, but just never count out a team, especially 
since the team is so talented and like, you know, that I know that, um, you know, when everything's clicking on all cylinders, the Cardinals proved they could beat almost anybody in the NFL last year. This is very much still a very similar team to the squad they had just a year ago. Yeah. Um, I just hang on every word you say, because it's totally, totally true. Everything you're saying is things that I have mulled over in my head a thousand times. They want to make this team better. The money that they've put out, not just in veterans, but in investing in Kyler Murray, for instance, um, shows that this is an organization that's that's here to play ball, pardon pardon the pun, but um, this was another perfect segue because you mentioned two people um, who have been listed on the injury report that I wanted to get into. So um, AJ Green did not practice today. He had a knee injury. JJ Watt did not practice today. Um, out of illness, if I if I remember correctly, but what I read about JJ Watt was that he um, is still likely to play. Is that just rumor, or did you get that same vibe? Yeah, so we haven't seen them at practice either uh, yesterday or today on Thursday. Friday is still kind of to be determined. Um, the really interesting thing, though, is that he's been kind of dealing with a calf injury. Um, that's kind of been what's like holding him out before he actually came back. And it's kind of like hovered around him since. Uh, today was the first day where that illness tag popped up and nobody really said anything about that. The fun fact, the Cardinals are kind of like sneaky in how they go about business. They're gonna, they're not going to tell you anything unless you ask. So definitely a kind of surprise for all of us in, in the media whenever we got the report. It's like, oh, illness. We did not know JJ was sick. We talked to Vance Joseph today, the defensive coordinator, and he said he's not overly worried about J.J. Watt. And to be very honest, Kelly, if there's going to be a player who does not practice all week and then just kind of magically show up with like a Superman cape, it's going to be J.J. Watt because we have seen him do it time and time again. Exactly. Exactly. If there's any guy who's going to do that, it, it's, it's going to be J.J. Watt. So I, I think unless it's anything crazy, I think he'll probably end up playing um, AJ Green with the bone bruise, though. Um, earlier in the week, Cliff Kingsbury said that he probably was going to miss this week. I don't think anything has really changed on that front. So I, I mm-hmm. think he will still be likely out. Although I will say Rondell Moore has practiced the last two days. And we talked to him today, a very short and sweet interview, a, a minute and 20 seconds, I think it was. And he just said, I'm good and I'm fine, probably 10 different times. Didn't really want to talk to us, but it, it kind of seems like he's focused and narrowed down he just wants to kind of get ready for the game on Sunday so I I do from a personal aspect I do expect Rondell Moore to play you want to talk frustration that guy has got to be the most frustrated player on the planet right now because he wanted to play so badly they were building plays around Rondale Moore to get him more involved this season and then he gets this injury a a hamstring injury which is not easy to come back from one of my very favorite players that I'm dying to see just go out there and explode and and do something amazing so if he plays I will be super super excited and sending him all kinds of good vibes and good energy Um, because he has something he wants to prove and I want him to get that chance, you know? Absolutely. No, um, Greg Dortch has done a really good job filling in Mm -hmm. for him, though. And I think the Cardinals, 
even dating back to not just past training camp, but the the one prior in 2021, um, they saw him in training camp. They're like, we may have a hidden gem on our hands. Him and Antoine Wesley are two very, very underrated receivers, uh, both on the Cardinals and throughout the NFL. Wesley just hasn't been healthy. I believe he's on IR. Um, I might be mistaken on that, but the, the kind of dilemma there is that they've been using Greg Dortch and Rondell Moore's role spot, whatever you want to call it. Well, now that Rondell's coming back, what are you going to do with Greg Dortch? I mean, before Hollywood Brown had his 140 yard 14 catch performance, Greg Dortch was pacing the Cardinals and uh, catches receiving guards. And he was one of two receivers to catch a touchdown prior to week three. Um, so what are you going to do with Greg Dortch? I mean, he's playing very well. You don't want to sit him. Um, I mean, do you kind of move him to AJ, AJ Green spot, even though he's a little bit undersized? So a lot of different working pieces the Cardinals kind of have to figure out and settle for themselves here in the next three days. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of Greg Dortch, I saw that he was limited in practice with a back injury. Was that anything that came up at all? No, and I do expect him to play. Um, and I, I think almost all of those guys, because I think Zayvon Collins was listed on yeah. that. He looked fine. I mean, we talked to him uh, yesterday and he was moving about the locker room just dandy today. So obviously a little bit different when, you know, they have pads on, they're running full speed at each other and trying to do different things. But um, just from like the, the small things you notice in the locker room, I think majority of those guys are, are going to play, James Conner included. Great. That is such good news. I love hearing that because that just means they're this much closer to being back to full health, which is what every Cardinals fan wants to see. Uh, This has been a really fun interview. I definitely want to do this again later in the season if you are down for it. Um, And of course, I would love to appear with you um, and return the favor if you would have me to chit chat. But what I was going to say here to wrap it up is why don't you tell people again where they can find you, where they can read your work um, and all of that jazz. Yeah. So kind of the uh, nice conveniently timed uh, little name tag right there at Donnie Druin on Twitter is where uh, you'll find me and then head to allcardinals.com or si.com slash NFL slash Cardinals. Uh, we're pretty much on every social media, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, you name it. We're kind of already on there. So Check us out. We're not very hard to find. Actually, we might be because not a whole lot of people follow us right now. Uh, but all Cardinals, like, kind of simple as that. Yes. And it's all in your bio. So that makes it super convenient. That is true. <laughs> do you have anything else you want to share? Like, where do you, are you going to be at the game this week? Are you? No, not this one. Um, one, because the weather is supposed to be terrible. And two, right. Um, I can, it's like a four and a half hour drive from here to Vegas. So like I can swing that, um, kind of out of my tax bracket to make a short trip to Charlotte, at least right now, hopefully next year, that'll, you know, probably change. Uh, but no, I won't be in Charlotte. I am hoping to make the trip out to LA whenever they play the Rams a little bit later in November though. Perfect. So you just chill at home. Do you go to a bar? Do you want to tell people where they can stalk you? I'm just kidding. You don't. Have <laughs> You're good. So uh, home home games. Um, home games. I'm obviously in the press box at the Cardinal Stadium, but not like just away games. Kind of in my office, all cooped up, and you know, <laughs> watching the game and just going to work on my laptop. Okay, sounds a little boring. No, I'm just kidding. It is. No, it, it, it really is. I took a picture. I had like two laptops, two TVs, watching all the games, 
doing sports betting at the same time, which we didn't even touch on today, but we will another time. Um, yeah, this was so great. Thank you again for being my guest. And I can't wait to ask you again in a few weeks to hop on. You don't even have to ask. I, I will just let me know a time and date and I'll be here. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> okay. I'm going to hold you to that. Please. Well, thanks everyone for watching. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, follow at SickPodKelly on Twitter. Talk about a new Twitter account. It needs some love. And you can always figure out what I'm doing at Kelly and Phoenix. Feel free to ask questions. Give me feedback. I love it. Just say hi. So I will see you on Tuesday for our game recap. And in the meantime, go Cardinals. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Kelly Singh on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.